Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini-series on the Fit Design Podcast, where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you know and love and break it down for you into easy-to-understand bite-sized episodes. On today's FitBite, we'll be taking a look into the world of leather. We've done a separate FitBite in the past, where we've given you a wider overview of leather and its characteristics, but on today's episode, we'll specifically be looking at exotic leathers. Again, we've previously done a FitBite episode where we went through more of the mainstream ones, so definitely feel free to check that out. I think you'll enjoy it quite a lot. But on today, we'll specifically be evaluating these exotic animals. We'll look at the source's characteristics, as well as the typical measured area we get from each of the hides. And lastly, we'll look at the common applications of each of these exotic leathers. When it comes to exotic leathers, we'll start off strong. The alligator leather. This is, in my opinion, the quintessential exotic leather. Characteristic-wise, it's a soft and supple leather with an extremely uneven flat scute, and it's one that is quite thick in the center, so closer to the scutes, and quite thin towards the edges. When it comes to the measured area of a hide, or the leather that we get from alligator, this one is calculated by measuring four scutes in a group from edge to edge, and typically the length that we get is around 50 centimeters onwards per unit of measurement here. Some of the common applications. It's easy. Obviously, all exotic leathers are extremely rare or exotic, and they're used in luxury items. So no need for me to mention luxury throughout the video. Know that these are used in extremely rare cases and they're extremely expensive. But here, we typically see alligator skins being used for suede's, definitely on watch straps, and some of the extremely high-end bags. Next up, we have the snake skin. This one is characterized by a soft and smooth ridged pattern leather that has a hexagonal scute that runs across the ventral area. Also, with snake skins, you can either have your back or your front cuts, and each of them is gonna have its own look and feel, so it'll have its own use case scenario. When it comes to the measured area of a snake skin, this one is quite simple. You take the width of the hide and multiply it by the length, and it's extremely flexible due to the thinness of the skin, and because of this, it's used in a wide variety of applications where you require a skin with a lot of flexibility, i.e. accessories, apparel, shoes, bags, and ultimately handbags. Number three on our list is the ostrich. This one is a soft, smooth, grainy, and thick leather that's characterized with circular textures or these dark brown spots in the middle of a lighter brown hide. It's an extremely iconic look and one that is instantly recognizable. When it comes to the measured area that we get out of a single unit or a single animal, typically we're going to get around 16 square feet of usable leather out of a single ostrich, and some common applications are going to be on boots, trimmings, and other types of unique accessories. Number four is the kangaroo. This leather is a soft suede-like leather that has a smooth surface on the front and usually has fur on the back. This gives this type of leather an extremely unique look that can't be matched by other types of exotic leathers. Kangaroo leather is actually quite thick. It's much thicker than some of its other exotic leather counterparts. It's typically ranging between 0.8 and 1 millimeter in thickness, and because of this, it has an extremely high tensile strength and performance, and usually we have a higher abrasion resistance on kangaroo than things like cowhide or even goatskin. 
some common applications that we get out of kangaroo skin are things that require this type of durability. And for this, we have upholstery, so the upholstering of furniture, shoes, things like military boots that are going to be put through their paces, football boots as well, and lastly, accessories. Number five on our list is eel. This one is characterized by a shiny, soft, and quite thin leather that's formed with small patches and typically is seen with a straight line running down the middle. Eel skins are also quite thin, but also quite durable at the same time. Also, there's no consensus over the typical measured area of a single eel skin because they do vary in size so much, so bear that in mind. But some common applications that we typically see eels used for are going to be for things like upholstery, apparel, accessories, wallets, and lastly, handbags. Number six on our list is the deer skin. This is an extremely soft and supple leather with an obvious grain, making it quite similar visually to something like a goat skin. This type of leather sometimes is even characterized with bullets, especially on wild deer because of the way that they are actually hunted in the wild. Characteristics wise, deer skin is actually, or it showcases a high tensile strength performance and is quite abrasion resistant. So this makes it a great contender for creating lightweight one piece outerwear apparel. Also, when it comes to the measured area, different deers differ in sizes. So again, there's no consensus over how much leather you get out of a single deer. It all depends on the method of extraction and the specific animal itself. Number seven is the Stingray. This one is a smooth, durable, and quite rigid leather that has tiny round bumps on the surface. Hand feel wise, it's extremely smooth. It almost has a coated feel to it. Because of this, it's quite actually flame resistant and has a salacious layer that helps it with its flame resistance performance. When it comes to the measured area, from a single Stingray, we're typically getting between 0.8 and a single square foot of actually usable leather. Because of this, the leather that we get out of Stingrays is extremely rare, and this makes it one of the lowest yields out of all the leathers that we actually discussed on today's episode. When it comes to its common applications, again, we're going to see it being used for bags and for higher end wallets. Number eight on our list is the lizard skin. This one is one of my personal favorites just because of how unique it is. And there's really nothing out there that can match it in terms of its physical look and feel and its visual characteristics. It's characterized by a papery grainy leather that has shiny small scutes on the surface. Because of these characteristics, lizard skins typically have extremely high waterproof performance. So they're really good at actually rejecting water. And typically we're going to get between 20 and 30 centimeters of usable leather per single lizard. So definitely bear that in mind. Again, this makes it an extremely, yield, an extremely low yielding animal. So this is something that plays into its exoticness and how rare it is. Some common applications are going to be for wallets and other types of trimmings that are going to require and are going to definitely benefit from this waterproof nature. Last but definitely not least is the horse leather. This one is one of the most underrated leathers in my opinion, and it's characterized with a smooth, thick leather that has an extremely, extremely fine grain and luster on the surface. And usually we see the back of the horse provides and produces leather that is a, of a much higher quality and durability than those brought from the front of the horse. Also, one thing to bear in mind, Working with horse leather is extremely difficult and actually there are only four known manufacturers in the world that actually create horse leather. Because of this, horse leather is actually extremely great in its tensile strength performance and it does pretty well when it comes to regulating temperature. Because of both of these key performance characteristics, we typically see horse leathers being used in shoes and belts. Well, 
that is a wrap on this vidbud guys hopefully there's some one two three well, that is a wrap on this video, guys. Hopefully, there have been some pleasant surprises. You've learned a thing or two about some exotic leathers that you may have never knew of before and some that you may have known. If you guys enjoyed this vidbite and this type of content, consider subscribing to our podcast playlist. Whether you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, I guarantee you guys will enjoy the type of content we have coming for you in the future weeks. Again, if you like this type of episode, leave us a review below. Let us know how we've done, how we can improve, and what other types of topics you want to see us cover in future FitBytes. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of FitBytes. Until next episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FitBytes. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.